14 weeks. 14 weeks that I have not preached. I'm about to explode on you. <laughs> Please go to Acts chapter 17, verse 26. Let us read together. All right, let's read. And hath made of one blood all the nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. Now hear this. Read. Stop. Read that again. And have what? Determined. Stop. Stop. And have what? Determined. Have you been ever determined to do anything? What did you do? So if husband told you no, and you are determined, what did you do? <laughs> huh? Sad commentary. <laughs> A wife told you no, but you're determined. What did you do, man? You didn't do it. <laughs> no? We didn't. Because determination pushes us. How does it make you feel to know that God says, I am determined? That should make a Catholic hold your beads and shout, Hail Mary. Right now. That right now, at cross point, God is saying, to everyone in cross point tonight, I am determined. Can you even, can we even comprehend the determination of God? If your determination pushes you, what do you think God's determination does? He doesn't have to be pushed. So we'll be talking about the determination of but look what he has determined. The what? Stop. The what? So I'm authorized to tell Crosspoint, your time has come. I'm authorized to tell every person in this church today that your time has come, not because of the president. Not because of your husband, wife, or your friends, or your job, but because of the determination of God, your time has come. Now let me tell you, when God is determined, hell has no power. Are you hearing me? Disease has no power. People have no power. But read the next couple of words. So, the determination of God and the times of God for you weren't determined incidentally. They were before the beginning began to begin in the Greek language, and I will show you. This goes back to the feast of Israel. God has appointed a certain breakout of power for your lives beginning with Passover. Now look what he said after that. And the what? Bound. Stop. And the what? Bound. Can you believe that God set your boundaries? Not a man. God set your boundaries. And it becomes your what? That's where you live. I live in the determination of God. I live in the times of God. I live under the boundaries of God. And that's where my habitation is. So, the sky is not the limit. All this revelation that God is about to give you. I've authored 14 books, that's my 15. It's called The Supernatural Force of Divine Timing. I want you to hear this. So, before we get to the determination of God and get to the times. 
the times will amaze you. And then before we get to the before appointed and before we get to the boundaries of God and the habitation of God, he made this statement. I have made of all men from one blood. One blood I've made all men upon the face of the earth. Which means that in that statement, God destroys status. He destroys your perception of yourself. He destroys what you think. He destroys the rich and the poor. And all the dissections that we make in relation to who we are, God obliterated it by saying, I have made of all men. Which means this, when you think of yourself, status, you put a ceiling on your life. When you think of yourself in comparison, how many gifts have been locked in a prison of depression because they were comparing to somebody else? How many callings have been put on delay because they thought they were unworthy? How many children of God never walked in power and walked in glory and walked in fullness because of the way they are looking at themselves? They put a ceiling. I told you. Whether you think of yourself monetarily, they're rich, I'm poor, so I take a lower seat. Whether you think of yourself with inferiority, because you're not quite as affluent as somebody else, or not as well-dressed as somebody else. Whether you think of yourself racially, and don't forget, one fella, one white guy. And if you think I'm racial, look who I married. White guy came to me and said, Don't you wish you were white? I said, hey, Just like that. Hey, I see you, white folk, go to a tanning booth to look like me. <laughs> Do you see me using Clorox to look like you? <laughs> because you see, when you when you think of yourself racially or monetarily or with status or with gift or with comparison, what you do, not God, not the devil, you put a ceiling on your life. But when you understand who you are and whose you are and who created you and the origin of your life, every ceiling is busted. So I am authorized to prophesy over you tonight. Your ceiling is busted. I don't care to be DDJ, Rod Parsley. Never have, never will. I like him, but I don't like him that much. I don't care to be anyone. I don't compare my gift to anyone. I don't compare who I am to anyone because my life is not about who I am. My life is about whose I am. I wish I had somebody in this church right now to realize that you put the ceiling on your life. God does. Some people say, well, I am unworthy. I didn't go to Bible college. Uh, Compared to that person, I am great in two. So it's really all about you, isn't it? Or is it about him? In this civilization that has developed in our country, do you even recognize America? I don't recognize this country. I love this country. I love blue water, white sand, brown people, a jam-packed church, television program, radio program, a school teaching government ministers that I taught to move to Oklahoma. So don't tell me I don't love this country. I love this land. But hell is raging. And let me tell you what America needs. America does not need a new Congress. America does not need new leadership. America needs people that are sitting in the church, anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Lord God Almighty, that realizes that if God is for you, who can be against you? That realizes that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that's arise against you, you shall condemn a group of people
people that don't compare themselves to anybody with no ceiling. showing a passport. The most secure place on the planet. He walked in, my group walked in, without showing a passport. You know what? My name is Gil. I had the privilege of the last 10 years to visit with kings, prime ministers, presidents, and leaders of our world. And nobody preached in churches with 10. You know why? My gift is not for sale. The next week I was in a church with 34,000. God began to reveal his stuff to me a few weeks ago. All that means nothing. Because any ceiling on my life has been removed. And what is to come is pure glory. Can somebody say the Father? I want to prophetically declare over some of you that have been called, but your calling has been on delay, that God is canceling the delay tonight. I want somebody who knows a gift that has been given to you, that has been locked away in a prison of comparisons, is about to be loosed by the power of Almighty God. I want to declare to somebody comparisons that have locked you into a realm of depression are going to be loosed by the power of Almighty God. I declare to cross point today, the ceiling is gone. is far greater than your past. Would you give him a shout of hallelujah? I am ready to do all that I can do. 
I am ready to be stretched by the power. Don't listen to people that tell you, don't stretch yourselves too thin. Stretch. God told Elijah, stretch and that dead child will come to life. Only by stretch. At the count of three, I want somebody, there may be one, two, or two, I don't know. I want to say, Brother Valley, my ceiling is going to be busted today. Because my thought pattern put it there. My, my force of mind put it there. God didn't and the devil didn't. And I am going to bust it. You know what frustration is? Asking God to do what you can. Because God will never do the possible. You remove the stone, I will raise Lazarus. I believe tonight that the Lord is saying to this church, some of you have been saved before dirt was made. Left me. 51 years. Say, I don't look old enough, do I? I said, I don't look old enough, do I? <laughs> but I want you to know that all that you have experience in the past has only been in preparation for this near future. At the count of three, I want somebody that was here by the valley. The ceiling is removed tonight. When I walk out of this church, I will occupy dimensions that I have never occupied before. I will be what I've never been before. I will do what I've never done before. And as you stand, I just want you to shout to the Lord or say to the Lord, my ceiling is removed. One, two, three. My ceiling is removed. Touch these lives, oh Father. Touch these hearts, oh Father. Lord God, let them rise in power like an eagle sword, like a bullet from a gun, like an arrow from a bow. Let them be shot by the hand of God in the name of Jesus, Lord. Let them become more. Let them do more. Let their anointing be more. Let their power be more. And somebody give them a shout of hallelujah in the house of the Lord tonight. I will be more. Determined. Somebody say determined. determined. One more time. Determined. If you check the book of Ezekiel 36, over 50 times God says, I will. Now what I did is uh, I've just published my 14th book. It's the only one of its kind in literary Christianity because my office Googled it. There is no book in literary Christianity of any length on the Abrahamic covenant. My book is 190 page, pages of pure revelation on the Abrahamic covenant. 50 times and more in Ezekiel 36, God said, I will. I went through them to show you the parallel to your life, which simply means when God is determined to bless you and deliver you and keep you and preserve you and prosper you, hell can't touch you and the devil can't bind you and the grave can't bury you and the prison can't hold you and people can't stop you. Can somebody give him a shout of hallelujah tonight? Look what it means. It means uh, fixed. It means uh, designated for a divine purpose. It, watch this. It means marked out. That means I will literally mark out your boundaries. You know, like a surveyor goes to a piece of property and marks up. What God is saying is, I want you to know that I, the Lord thy God, I am determined not only to set your boundaries, I am determined to mark them out. If you set boundaries, they're temporal and they're finite. But when the God of the universe that raised his hands and mountains rose up in majesty, he took his fingers and carved out a path 
for the rivers. He spoke a work, a word, and a world came into existence. He spoke another word, and galaxies began to develop billions of miles away. When that God says, I have set your boundaries. God has set your boundaries. I wish I had some. Look, I'm in my, I'm in my golden years. I'm retired. There's no such thing in the kingdom of God. There's no such. There, there's such a thing in your social security. I'm on a fixed income. Is that right? Who fixed it? Never use those words again. Your I'm hand to mouth. From God's hand to my mouth. I didn't preach for 14 weeks. Some of you can not work for 14 weeks and still make it. But I've got three people in staff. I didn't preach for 14 weeks. And none of my staff missed the pigeon. So you'd say, what happened to you? Do I look better or worse? You look the same. And then you didn't sound convinced about that. <laughs> <laughs> I already read that. Yeah, but do you prefer me with 50 pounds more? You don't know? Well, let me tell you this, ma'am. Okay. My heart ain't gonna take 50 pounds on me running up the road. So I'm glad where I am. I'm putting on 15. I am eating more meatloaf <laughs> and chicken. So let me tell you what happened. So you know why I am the way I am today? So I'm in California preaching and visiting my son. Got in my car on the way to Colorado. I was the keynote speaker at a prophecy conference at a great church. My secretary in California calls me and says, look, come in to my doctor and get a blood test because I didn't have a blood test in 35 minutes. You know why? I wasn't thinking. <laughs> Preached 300 times a year for 30 years. I went, sat down in his office, drove four hours, Walked in like Samson. And he looked at me. Got on the telephone. Called an ambulance. I said, Doctor, what? He said, right now, you are having a massive heart attack. He didn't say heart attack. Massive. I was dying. No shortness of breath? No, nothing. I said, Doc, come on, man. I could have preached in Colorado. He said, not today, you're not. <laughs> they took me in the ambulance <laughs> on the way to the hospital. The lady said, Mr. Dyer, you've got to take this tablet now. You know what it was? I'm to the hospital. There were how many doctors with me there in the emergency room waiting for me? Three or four doctors and about eight other paramedics or some kind of people. I, I don't know. They said, we're taking you in now. We'll cut the story short and tell you why I am the way I am now. They said, four of your arteries are 90% blocked. And the one they call the Widowmaker is 95%. They said, we don't know how you're alive. But they said this, if you came 30 minutes later, do I sound like I had overnight surgery 14 weeks ago? Do you know the testimony? Listen to me. Up to now, from then, I have not taken one pain tablet 
I did not have one pain. Wait, wait, wait. Remember? Remember the fire in Maui, Lahaina, that killed? I was supposed to be preaching in Lahaina that night. They scheduled to preach 19 times in 16 days, and that night I would have been in the middle of that fire. I preach the way I do because God has given me new boundaries. It could have been the last time I saw this woman. It could have been the last time we've been married 48 years. It could have been the last time I saw my son and my grandchildren. But God said, my son, uh-uh-uh. I am done with you yet, boy. I'm about to set some boundaries in your life that are supernatural. So out of this hell and out of this tragedy and out of this trauma and out of this situation, I will show you my power like you have never seen. My scar is almost gone. So um, the first month of this, I, I couldn't study, I couldn't focus. But from the day that month went, ask her, four, five, six hours in the office, crying up the door. You gave me a second chance. The surgeon came to me when he saw me after the surgery about three weeks. He said, my God, who are you? <laughs> he couldn't believe it. <laughs> he said, Dr. Bali, because he knew I was a PhD. He said, you're a genius, aren't you? I said, no. I've ordered for you. He said, oh yeah, you're genius. <laughs> I said, no. I'm just a servant of the Almighty God. I'm laying down. For the first week, I was afraid to lay on my left or right. And that's the way I sleep. I sleep on my side. I laid flat for a week, didn't sleep. The doctor said, Mr. Bali, you can turn any way you want to the way you do it. Laying there. Laying there. The only place I can look is up. God said. My son, I'm going to give you a revelation on the times, on the origin, on my determination, and on my boundaries that you've never had before. And the first thing you preach when you go to do a prophecy conference is you tell my people that I, the Lord of heaven, I, the creator of the universe, I, the king of kings and the Lord of lords, I, who are but me there is no other. I have come into their lives. I have come into their families. I have come into their church. And I have marked their boundaries. Let them know that no one else will ever set their boundaries. The God of heaven, the creator of the universe, gifts in this church have been locked away because you allow the opinion of man to be greater than the opinion of God. You are who you are, not because of God or the devil, but because of the choices you have. God voted for you, the devil voted against you, your vote decides who wins. Two of the two. So I want to declare to the ministry today, I have heard that you burnt. That ain't supposed to happen in a church with 125,000 people. No, I mean, I, I, I need to eliminate that word from God, good. Yeah, yeah, good is your hamburger. 
Good is the way you look. God is not good. God is unparalleled. Can I impress on somebody that right now in this ministry, God has set new boundaries for you? You know why? You've been faithful in the old boundary. In my bed, the Dutch Antilles calls me. We need you. Barbados calls me. We need you. The country in which I was born, Trinidad. Can you come in the next couple of months? I said, no, but I'll come early next year. Europe wants me to come. Israel needs me back there again. South America said, please come. I'm laying on a bed. And Father is saying, son, let me show you. Your boundaries has nothing to do with who you are, but everything to do with whose you are. in your life, it's only because of your ceiling that you created. But tonight, I prophesy to you, it's God. And that you will begin to walk in God-created supernatural boundaries. thing I always did to Father. Now it means more. Because every day I live, I ask her, I'll become a I'll become a baby. <coughs> I cry for everything. I listen to Luther Vandross singing, a house is not a home. I'm crying. I look at my wife in the kitchen and cry. Because I'm alive. And strong. Do you know that I'm stronger now than before the heart attack? I could put on a few pounds, that's all right. But I'm sure it'd be like this that I have the other 55 pounds on me. I want to do something before I go ahead and talk about the time. <coughs> I want you to hear me. I'm just stopped by the Lord. Stop. God will never do the possible. Disciples, you move the stone. I will raise the dead. Do what you can. I'll do what you can't. Don't sit there like a bump on a log and expect me to be like a pharmacist dispensing drugs to you. You want me? Come to me. You want my power? Come to me. Because the closer you get to me is the closer you get to every answer and every breakthrough and every outpouring in your life. And what does hell want to do? Hell wants to immobilize you. But I want the enemy to know I will not be denied. You cannot stop me. I take one step to God. He takes a billion to me. One of the things, Pastor, I came out of the surgery with was this. Don't be so full of your message that you forget the man. Because the man is the message. He can do more in one second than I can do in a lifetime. So right now, I'm going to stand here. And I'm just going to ask a question. If there's someone that would say, Brother Barry, you're talking to me. I declare to you that right now, Every human boundary is going to be removed from your life. And supernatural boundaries will come. And that's where you will live. Your anointings will be greater. Your vision will be greater. Your dreams will be greater. Your expectations will be greater. Your faith will be greater. Your realm of operation will be greater. Guess how I know that? Preaching for 50 years and 8 months. And it happened. to study, to write. The next five years of my life, if the Lord tarries, you'll never get out of my way. Now, I'm going to pace it. I'm not going to overdo it. 
Okay. Genesis 12, 2 and 1 Corinthians 5, 7. Now listen very carefully. He says, I have determined your times. We all know the word for times is kairos. It means an appointed time, a fixed time. But the third meaning is a time you've waited for. It's a rapid intrusion of heaven into your time. Now let me explain what, I'm, what I mean. How many of you are here tonight and you know that God has more? Say amen. Amen. How many of you know that bigger things are ahead for you? Amen. Say amen. amen. How many of you have not got all of it yet? Amen. Say amen. amen. So it's a time you have waited for. Now listen very carefully. When the children of Israel were in Egypt, Egypt worshipped the sun. Their calendar was based on the sun. They had a solar calendar. When God took the Jews out of Egypt, he changed their entire calendar from the sun to the moon. Every feast is based on the moon. So what he was saying is not only will I deliver you from the power of Pharaoh, I will deliver you from the time. calendar spiritually has nothing to do with me. Now I live uh, in October, uh, November the what? The, the 15th? Today 15th? Yeah. That's where I live. But that's not the spiritual space I occupy. Because when God delivered them, he changed their entire system. There's another word for time. You know it. Chronos. We get our English word chronological. What? Chronological is linear. Kairos is vertical. Now, in chronos, or your chronology, that's where you have Pharaoh's oppressions. That's where you have slavery. That's where you are spending your life under the force of the enemies. In your chronos, that's where your trauma is. That's where your trouble is. That's where your disease is. That's where your pain is. But what God is saying is I will send a God-appointed moment into your chronology. Watch this. Say chronos. You say what? When I do this, what do you say? Kindness. What does God say? I have appointed a season. What's a season? A God-appointed moment in time. So right now, holy God, I feel the Holy Ghost. So I had a heart attack. But then in that time, I had a When heaven interrupted the chronology of my life. I wish I had somebody to give the Lord a shout of hallelujah right now. Now, 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 now some of you sitting there, you're paying the piper. You have hell to pay. You know why? Decisions were stupid. We all make stupid decisions, including me. It's just that some people make it more often than others. Look what God is saying. He loves me so much. He doesn't turn his back when I'm acting stupid. And my chronology is all messed up. You know what he does? He sends a kairos moment that creates a season that gives me a visitation.
tonight in this ministry, there is a divine interruption in the chronology of somebody's life. Give him a shout of hallelujah. God reserves the right to bless you when you are not blessable. One of the points in my book, one of the things in this book was this. I said that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus, that you receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now what do you do? If you be Christ, then you Abraham seen and heirs according to promise. He. And then, as Isaac was, so are we the children of promise. The God of Abraham, and Abraham is Philemon Yan, Jacob is Ribai, and Isaac is Wiener. <laughs> Isaac God, he got from Abraham by one act of the father because he loved the son. Why would God leave the New Testament with New Testament blood, a New Testament priest, a New Testament promise, go back to the Old Testament to connect me to a covenant built on animal blood? Why? Simply this. The New Covenant, you have to believe to get it. The Abrahamic covenant, God put Abraham to sleep. And what God was saying to Abraham, it's no matter what you do or your people do, that Abrahamic covenant will bless you. So what God is saying is I reserve the right to bless you when you are wrong. So I'm going to connect you to the Abrahamic covenant. Watch this. What has been the chronology of your life in life in the last six months. Tough? Do you think there can be a divine interruption tonight? When God's timing steps into your life. Let me prove to you what I'm saying. Uh, Exodus 12, 2, please. Read. This month shall be the what? No, no. You need to say that good. This month shall be to you the it shall be the first month of the year to you. In other words, Passover will be your beginning. Everything in your life will go back to your beginning. Go to 1 Corinthians 5 7. Look at this. Read, please. Purge out therefore the that you may be a new stuff. Look at some read and say, Good night. Love me. You notice, Pastor Brian didn't tell that to her. I know. Now, what do you mean a new look? Read. As you are, for even our is. God wants you to look for a word that would explain the sacrificial work on the cross, and he chose the feast. And he said, that will be your beginning. How does it make you feel to know that every time you celebrate the fact that you are washed in the blood of the Lamb, you are celebrating a new beginning? Every day, I have the potential of a new And the same thing that bothered you five months ago is bothering you now. You don't have a clue of what Passover. At least give me a different devil. Not the same one every day. But look, what is this Passover you're talking about? Listen to me. Look, this is really good. What? The destroyer is coming into Egypt. The destroyer's name in Hebrew and 
Uh, the Greek is Apollyon and Abaddon. He's the second most dangerous devil in the army of the enemy. After the devil, it's Apollyon of Abaddon. He's coming in. God told his people, look, I'm going to protect you. How many of you know that God can protect you when a destroyer comes into town? Give him a shout of hallelujah. Look what he said. Take the what? The blood of the lamb. And do what? Now remember, they couldn't put it in from inside. Why? Because it's a two-way portal. When you walk in, you're protected. When you walk out, you take Egypt's gold. I don't know if you know it. To build the kind of church he wants to build, you need some gold from Egypt. But Pashomot, he said to me, so God told him, he said, look, when I see the, I will now, most Christians think when the destroyer sees the blood, the blood was never for the devils. It was always for God. Yeah. So look what he's saying. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. You know what the word for Passover is in the Hebrew. You know it. It's Pesach. You know what the main meaning of Pesach is? Like a mother bird flutters over her nest. What God is saying is when I see the blood over your life, I will come over your house. And, and when the destroyer comes, this is what I will do. You have no power over this house because it's covered by the blood. And because it's covered by the blood, I am passing over. Next time you're facing a devil that wants to take your life, your heart, your attitude, and your family, don't talk to the devil. Just do him this. He will get the message. Let me tell you a few things and then I'm going to bring this down. Can you believe that I've been preaching for one hour? It don't seem like it, does it? It does to me. Let me tell you what Passover did. According to Exodus 12, 13 and 14, it would be a permanent celebration. The celebration of Passover will never end. How do you know that? Because when you get to heaven, his hands will still have the spars. Number two, it's the beginning of months. So no matter what happened to me, the day before, the next day is the potential of a new beginning. Which other type of life you can have a new beginning every day? Some people say, I don't know if I want to surrender my life to God. Well, then surrender to the devil. Get what you want, and after you've got what you want, you won't want what you got. Can't live with yourself. Hate yourself. Angry with yourself. Next, Passover meant redemption for Israel, but horror for the enemies. How many of you are ready to bring horror on the enemies of God that surround you or in the communities? How many of you are ready to bring deliverance in the name of the Lord? Number three, hear this. Passover was judgment against all day. It was Tart, the fire god, meat, the cow god. Next, Passover left Egypt in shambles. The enemy's power in your life will be left in shadow. But listen to the last one. The firstborn was killed. The firstborn of Pharaoh was called Urba Suten So. It was the hereditary crown prince. The right of rule over Egypt. The firstborn was priest, protector, and primary leader of the family. When God killed the firstborn, he took away the future of the devil. So I am authorized to tell you, devil, you have no future in my life. You may form a weapon, but it will not prosper. In fact, it's going to backfire on you, son.
I have not dealt much with the boundaries nor your habitation. But I hope tonight you got the message. God has appointed And if you allow your attitude or yourself or your perception of you or your anger with yourself to stop that blessing from coming in you, you are of all men and women the most miserable. Tonight, I have not seen you one by one. Whatever I have done for God in 50 years means nothing. What's coming will far exceed me booked for six nations next year already and three more waiting on an answer that I'm not giving you because I ain't done you want me to come to Pakistan you want me to come to India again maybe not to maybe to come to Africa don't feel this is the time been with you simply to tell you as I say tonight Frostbolt is living under an open heaven so you're going to mortgage oh yeah congratulations for the land now look at the miracle for the church I hope tonight this challenge it was birthed 30 minutes from there. I didn't know. I've never been in a position where I had to put on weight. It's a joyful position. I'm eating like a junk line home. And guess what I'm going to do tonight? Eat again. And tomorrow, tomorrow I want more. We are special people. Sometimes we are struggling people. To live with the thought that every day is a new beginning for us. Which means the potential for new life every day. Do the